Gracious God, as we come to this place, may you silence our hearts and our minds that we may focus on you. May you help us to set aside uh, distractions that would um, call for our attention and instead focus on your presence among us. As we come this day, open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up the depths of our soul that we may hear you speak to us and that we may have uh, the strength and wisdom to follow your words and your ways. Indeed, Lord, continue to guide us and be with us and make your presence known to us, not just in these moments, but in every moment. So that uh, no matter whether we are experiencing difficulty or, or joy or celebration, that we would know that you are with us. Indeed, enable us to trust you in all things, at all times, and in all places. And most of all, enable us to reflect your love and your grace in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our community, and in the world. That all might know your goodness and might know your love. Be with us, guide us, shape us, form us, and send us forth this day. Indeed, help us, Lord, as we always turn to you in sweet hours of prayer. In Christ's name, amen.
these days and times, I, uh, I appreciate the words of this song and uh, the importance of, of relying and trusting on God and going to God in prayer. And in fact, our, our scripture today, um, we're going to continue as we look at the stories from the Old Testament and hear uh, these stories, which are our stories. We forget that, I think, sometimes. They are uh, the stories that... Um, that led up to Jesus coming there, the stories about God and God's people, how God interacts with people and who God is. And so we look and listen and try to understand these stories so that they might give us wisdom and guidance for uh, this day. And so today we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at Joshua chapter 1. I know, I know last, last week we were back, back in Exodus, and today uh, we're going to actually uh, we're going to actually run through uh, the stories from Numbers to Joshua. So hang on; um, those are a few books to cover. Uh, we won't cover everything that is in there, uh, but just to remind us where we are in the story. Then um, the Israelites in today's story, the Israelites are, are on the plain of Moab. Everybody knows where that is, right? Maybe not. Uh, they're just east of the Jordan River, uh, just east of Jericho, uh, ready to enter into Canaan, the land that, that God had promised to give to Abraham's descendants. Um, Moses had died um, after he uh, gave them instructions. Um, in fact, in Deuteronomy, from Deuteronomy 4 to chapter 26, Moses had, and the people have been on the plain of Moab, and Moses had given them instructions for how they can live well in the land. And, and so, so Moses has done that, Moses has died, and now Joshua has been appointed to lead the people. And, and we're going to read these words from Joshua chapter 1. These are the words that God um, speaks to Joshua as he embarks on this new responsibility. Beginning in verse 1, through verse 9. After Moses, the Lord's servant, died, the Lord spoke to Joshua, none son. He had been Moses' helper. My servant Moses is dead. Now get ready to cross over the Jordan with this entire people to the land that I am going to give Israelites. I am giving you, I am giving you every place where you set foot, exactly as I promised Moses. Your territory will stretch from the desert and the Lebanon as far as the Great Euphrates River. Including all the Hittite land up to the Mediterranean Sea on to the west. No one will be able to stand up against you during your lifetime. I will be with you in the same way I was with Moses. I won't desert you or leave you. Be brave and strong, because you are the one who will help this people take possession of the land which I pledge to give to their ancestors. Be very brave and strong as you carefully obey all the instructions that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't deviate even a bit from it, either to the right or the left. Then you will have success wherever you go. Never stop speaking about this instruction scroll. Recite it day and night so you can carefully obey every written, everything written in it. Then you will accomplish your objective and you will succeed. I commanded you to be brave and strong, haven't I? Don't be alarmed or terrified. 
because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hear the words of God this day and respond. Now, I can't help but wonder, as Moses listened to God and he said, be strong and brave. I can't help but think that as Joshua heard these words, that um, and that he was beginning to take over leadership of the people, people that he found himself remembering the last time he has been brave and strong. Remembering um, how uh, Yahweh, how God had told the people to cross and enter into the promised land 40 years earlier. Do you remember that story? It's found in Numbers. I think it's chapter 14, if I remember right. But 40 years earlier, you may recall uh, that, that this people, uh, they had been at Sinai, they had received the instructions, they had received the Ten Commandments, they had been given the promises of the, of the tabernacle. And they were leading Sinai, where they had encountered God, where they had renewed their covenant, where they had received this instruction for life, where through the tabernacle they had been promised that God would go with them wherever they were. But as they journeyed through the wilderness, on their way to the land, they discovered that life was not easy. Uh, that uh, just because God was with them did not mean that all would go smoothly and they would not have any difficulties. They began to experience these trials and these difficulties. They, they encountered times where they couldn't find water. They encountered times where they didn't have enough food. And they encountered hostility and opposition. And, and each time they encountered these difficulties, they grumbled and complained to Moses. They grumbled and they complained to God and they kept saying uh, to Moses as they became disillusioned. Why couldn't we have just stayed in Egypt where all was wonderful? How short their memories were. But you know, the real crisis arose when, when God told Moses, okay, we're going to enter the promised land. They were in the south, southern edge of the promised land. They were going to go into the promised land. And God says, uh, have one person from each tribe go and scout the territory. And so they select one person from each tribe and they go and they look the land over and they come back and, and the majority report, 10 to 12 people uh, report, the land is fertile. There is rich with milk and honey. It is rich and abundant. But, but the people of the land, they are mighty and strong and powerful. Their cities are fortified. There is no way that we could succeed. We highly recommend don't go. The people heard this report. And so once again, they complained to Moses and said, Moses, what are you trying to do to us? It would have been better if we had just stayed in Egypt and died in Egypt. It would be better if we just wandered in the wilderness and died in the wilderness. Don't take us 
into this land. And in fact, the, the, ten, uh, the ten who gave the majority report, they actively discouraged the people and they began to undermine Moses' leadership. And the people said, we need a new leader. Let's have somebody who will take us back to Egypt, where life was so wonderful. You know, we slaved and made bricks. And we were um, under the authority of the Egyptians. I guess they forgot about that piece. All they knew is that they were afraid to go forward in the future and they wanted a leader who would take them back to Egypt. And in the midst of that, in the midst of all that was going on, Joshua and Caleb, they stand up to put forth the minority court. Indeed, the land is fruitful, they said. But if we put our trust in God, he will give us the land. We do not need to be afraid of the Canaanites. Don't rebel against God and refuse to go where God is leading us to go. God has said he will be with us. And the people, they picked up stones, and they were ready to stone Joshua and Caleb to death. Be brave and strong, God says. And Joshua must be thinking, I remember where it got me last time when I opened up my mouth and gave forth an unpopular opinion. Fortunately, at that time, God intervened, and a fire and glowing came from the tent of tabernacles, and it got the people's attention, and God spoke to the people. God could not believe his eyes and his ears. He had delivered his people from bondage in Egypt. And he had led them through the sea, and now they wanted to return to that bondage. God had given them instructions on how to live life well. God had even given them the tabernacle as proof and evidence that he was with them. And yet, they still refused to trust God and Moses. And once again, God was ready to wipe them out and start over with Moses and Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua must remember that day when Moses stood up, the one who the people had rebelled against, and Moses stood up and showed strength and courage. He intervened and said, God, do not wipe them out. They are still your people. And so hearing Moses' plea, God decided that he would give the people what they had requested. They would not go into the land that they had been promised. They would not enter the wilderness. They would not enter this promised land, but instead they would wander in the wilderness for 40 years and they would indeed die in the wilderness as they had asked. How sad. 
And so they had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, and now they were at the plain of Moab, this new generation. Moses had prepared them to enter. He had reminded them of the history uh, from Abraham forward and the promises and the faithfulness of God. He had reminded them of the importance of obeying God's instructions, not because they would be punished if they didn't obey, but because by obeying, uh, life would be best, not just for them, but for other people. And he reminded them uh, that God, following God's way was the only way to life, the only way to shalom and well-being. And he invited this new generation to go. So here they were. Moses is dead. Joshua is the new leader. And God is telling Joshua, Lead the people across the Jordan. Now, I don't know about you, but I can imagine Joshua wondering, would they go? Would they go? Or would it look like 40 years ago? And this time, would he be stoned? Would they go? See, God's call to Joshua to be brave and strong. We often hear that as if God is telling Joshua, be strong and brave as you go and battle all the Canaanites. But in reality, God's call to Joshua to be brave and strong is not about the people out there. It is about the people he is leading. It is about depending on God. He is saying, be brave and strong, even though what you may say and to the vision that you might point may not be where the people want to go. Be brave and strong. Trust in God and depend in God. So once again, Joshua sends scouts. They come back. The land is good. And this time they say, and the people, they have heard about our God. And they are afraid of our God. Let's go. Let's go. Instead of back to Egypt, let's go across the Jordan. It is time. And so the people, they, they follow Joshua's lead. They, they step into the Jordan. The waters split. They cross and Jericho falls into their hands. And, and we're told in chapter 21 of Joshua... We're given a summary as the people entered and went through the land. We're giving this summary in Joshua 21, beginning in verse 43. The Lord gave to Israel all the land he had pledged to give to their ancestors. They took it over and they settled there. The Lord gave them rest from surrounding danger exactly as he had pledged to their ancestors. Not one of all their enemies held out against them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their power. Not one of all the good things that the Lord had promised to the house of Israel failed. Every promise was fulfilled. Being strong. Being brave. Following where God leads indeed has rewards not just for the people of God, but for the world. 
this story reminds us the danger, the enemy, it is not out there. It is not the people of Canaan. It is not their might. It is not their resistance. It is not their power. They are not the obstacle to good life. They are not the hindrance to living life well in the world. The real threat and the real danger are within. The real threat and the real danger is that is their inability, is the people's inability to trust God. The real danger and the real threat to living life well is the inability or the refusal to depend on God. The real danger and the real threat is a lack of resolve to do that that God calls us to do, to, to um, tackle those things that stand in the way head on. The hindrances, the threat, the danger. It is the unwillingness of the people of God to live according to the ways of God. And so, I want to read Joshua 1, 7 through 9 again. Be very brave and strong as you carefully obey all of the instructions that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't deviate even a bit from it, either to the right or the left. Then you will have success wherever you go. Never stop speaking about this instruction scroll. The words written in Deuteronomy is what he's talking about from Deuteronomy 4 to 26. Recite it day and night as you can carefully... So you can carefully obey everything written in it. Then you will accomplish your objectives and you will succeed. I have commanded you to be brave and strong, haven't I? Don't be alarmed or terrified because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You see, the same is true today as it was in the time of Joshua. The question is, will we be brave and strong? Will we be like the first generation or like the second generation? When God points and calls us to move, will we instead want to go back to the way things were or to these places that we have memories that are probably fonder than they really were? Or will we step into the future with God and go where God leads us? Will we do all that we can do in the circumstances that we find ourselves? Will we do all in our power to do what we can do to make our neighborhoods and our world a better place, to make them safe, and then leave the things that are out of our control and trust that God will be at work in them? Will we be a people that uh, fight and quarrel among ourselves and point the finger when life gets difficult? Uh, uh, or will we be a people that pull together and turn to God and trust God? 
Will we be the type of leaders like Joshua? Who, who despite uh, complaints and grumbling, who despite um, what might be said, will be a people, uh, will be leaders who do their very best to listen to God, to use their insights and wisdom about what is going on, and to make the best decisions that they can under God's guidance and leave the rest to God. Will we be a people? who choose to live like the rest of the world, or will we be a people who really mean it, who really mean it when we commit to follow Jesus? Will we be a people in the midst of difficult times who live and love like Jesus even though it might be difficult? Will we be brave and strong people of God? This is what I say. If we will be, we will make a difference. The world will take note. And people will begin to turn to God and to Jesus. And then, and then, we will see healing and wholeness, not just within the people of God, but within our homes and our neighborhoods and our community. Will we be brave and strong today? Will we follow the ways of Jesus no matter where we are, no matter what the circumstances are? If we do, it may not be all well tomorrow but shalom will come. Amen. Gracious God, give us the strength and courage this day to do the tough things, to be your people in the midst of a fallen and broken world. In Christ's name, amen. And now I want to invite the, all the kids to come up with their backpacks. Oh, let's see. Do I need to? Yeah, let's do it that way. I'll do the Bibles last. We'll do backpacks first. All the kids, and if you're at home, um, I know there's a few folks that told me they were going to have to stay home today. Um, get your backpacks, and um, let's see. Um, hold them up over your head. No, no, you don't have to do that. Uh, just get your backpacks. You all come up here. You face them. I'm going to face this way. How's that? Okay, so I can see you all. Are you ready for school? No. Anybody ready for school? Ready. You're ready. All right, we got one that's ready for school. Well, well that's okay, because after I'm done praying over you today, you'll be ready for school. Yeah, okay, you're not sure about that. <laughs> Parents are going, yeah, can you make that happen? Um, another school year, um, and who knows what it's going to bring, right? So here's what I'm going to say to you. Be brave and strong, Okay? Don't worry about the other things that are necessarily going on that you can't control. Do what you can control. Be brave and strong and follow Jesus in all that you do. Love God and love other people and trust that God takes care of the rest of it. Can we do that? Okay. I am going to offer up this prayer for you and for um, 
your backpacks, I guess, too. What do you got in your backpacks? <laughs> huh? Stuff. <laughs> now, here, here's what I'm going to tell you, though. When I pray over your backpack, just because I pray over your backpack, your stuff won't do all the work. You all got to do some of the work, right? Part of being brave and strong means you do your part, and you trust that everything else God's in, okay? So let us pray. Um, let's see. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. I'm going to have you move over here by the camera so I can also be looking at the camera. Can you all move right here? Come over this way. Okay. All righty. And, and you all just look into the camera. Say hi to your friends out there. Can you wave? Say hi, folks. Okay. Did I get too close? I may have gotten too close. Okay. Gracious God, ah, pour out your spirit uh, upon uh, the children, not just of our church, but of our, as, of our community as they return to school in these days of uncertainty. Give them strength and courage that they may know that you are with them. Give them the willingness and the strength to be witnesses to your goodness and your graciousness, always seeking to love other people in the way that Jesus has loved them. And may they reflect your love and your grace in the midst of their community, in the midst of their school. And give them wisdom and insight so they can get their homework done. Guide them and lead them, not just in school, but in all of life, that they might know without a shadow of doubt that you are with them in all things, in all times, in all places. In Christ's name, amen. All right, third graders, I need to stay up here. The rest of you can go back to your seats. Don't run off to school yet. All right. And let's see. So I need Clayton and uh, see, is Liam here? No? Okay. Um, and um, Lillian and Reagan, right? Is Reagan here? No. Okay. And then, um, and then Carly. No? Okay. Huh? Okay. That's all we have today. Okay, this says Clayton. I want to make sure I give you the right one. Hmm. Hopefully there's one for you. You know, I'm not sure if there's one for you. You tried to eat my lasagna the other day, so. No, you weren't really going to eat. Okay, you two come up here. Turn around. Our, our tradition here is that um, as... Um, as our children enter the third grade, we give them a Bible. Um, and our hope is, okay, our hope is that you don't just, like, take that home and throw it under the bed, okay? Our hope is that you open it up and read it, maybe even read some of the Old Testament stories that we've been doing, right? But certainly read the Gospels and about Jesus, okay? Because we believe, we believe that if we read the Bible and allow it to shape us, that we can experience the best life here. We think the keys to life are found in this book, uh, not just for ourselves, but for the whole world. And so uh, let me just offer this prayer over the two of you. And for those who um, I have Bibles for um, also. Gracious God, as, uh, as these children uh, move forward into the third grade and, and they receive these Bibles, 
May they receive a special blessing of your spirit to be upon them. Enable them as they pick up the Bible and they look through the stories that you will be there um, helping them to understand, um, helping them to ask questions when they don't, um, enabling them to be shaped and formed as they hear and read the stories of God and God's people and how God loves all people. And may they allow it to shape their lives so they may become people who live and love like Jesus and make a lasting difference in the lives of their classmates and their neighbors and the world. In Christ's name, amen. Go. And now let us join as we sing Trust in You. Um, that's what God calls us to do, to trust in him. Letting go of every single dream, I lay each one down at your feet. Every moment of my wandering never changes what you see. Try to win this war, I confess. My hands are weary, I need your rest.
That's really the question, isn't it? When the mountains we want moved don't get moved, when the waters don't get parted, when the prayers aren't answered the way we want them to be answered, will we still trust in God? Will we be brave and strong and trust in God in all situations? That's the question. Go forth this day and this week to trust in God. Even when the mountains not moved and the waters not parted and the prayers aren't answered in the way that we would like them to be answered, let us be brave and strong and live according to the ways of God in all that we do. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to be very brave and very strong as we trust God. Amen.